Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. My interview with Elise Shapiro was so inspiring and I really hope it helps you. Elise is the founder and president of Elise Shapiro Nutrition, a nutrition counseling and consulting practice where she sees clients virtually or in her Westchester, New York or Greenwich, Connecticut office. As a nationally recognized expert and best-selling author in the field of nutrition, Elise is sought after time and time again to offer perspective on nutrition trends and healthy living. She has spoken at Google, PepsiCo, Steiner Sports, Equinox, Flywheel Sports, and the Women's Health and Fitness Expo, and she's been featured in numerous media outlets. Her nutrition philosophy is all about keeping eating fun and easy, allowing you to enjoy your favorite foods. She believes that simple, easy-to-adapt lifestyle changes can lead to a happier, healthier self. Elise has a master's of science in clinical nutrition and dietetics from New York University, and her professional experience includes clinical and private settings, counseling clients for a host of nutrition-related issues. Prior to starting her own practice, she was a dietitian at Joy Bauer Nutrition, and previously served as a clinical dietitian at the Hospital for Special Surgery. Elise's areas of specialization include weight loss management, adolescent and child nutrition, cardiovascular disease, general nutrition and wellness preventative health, pre-diabetes, peri- and postmenopause, sports nutrition, vegan vegetarianism, and gastrointestinal disorders. Prior to pursuing her graduate work in nutrition, Elise worked for several years at Men's Health Magazine. Working at the award-winning publication inspired her to pursue her lifelong goal of working in health and fitness. Elise holds a BA from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and currently resides in Westchester with her two daughters. So listen to us discuss how you can achieve the things you want for your own body in this new year. Welcome, Elise. Thanks for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I feel like I'm going to get so much great advice just from like osmosis through the screen. And (laughs) I'm like, this is not good that I'm like reading your book on a Kindle while like stuffing chocolate covered almonds in my mouth. (laughs) You know, I'm all about everything in moderation. So it's, you know, so it's all good. So at least tell listeners how you got to be a nutrition expert. Like when you decided, I know you used to work at men's health and perhaps that's what, you know, set off this whole journey, but tell, tell us your trajectory to becoming a resource for people to live sort of healthier, better lives. Yep. A hundred percent. And this is my second career. I'm 43. And after undergrad, I worked in advertising and marketing and it wasn't the right career for me, but I was working at men's health and I, I was always passionate about health and nutrition and honestly, becoming a registered dietitian undergrad was very daunting for me. It was all the like organic chemistry and biology and anatomy. And and at Wisconsin, where I went undergrad, it was all, you were with the pre-med students and that felt super serious to me. (laughs) And I wasn't ready for that at 18, 19 years old. I really wasn't. And, you know, I was like around 24 years old working at men's health 
And I was like, you know what? This is not the right career for me. And I was dating the person who is now my ex-husband, but you know, we were married for 13 years and we were dating at the time. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to apply to NYU. And, and if I get in, it's meant to be. And if I don't, I'll figure something else out. And I applied, I got in and you know, quit my job at Men's Health and put myself through three years of grad school because I had to go get all the prereqs and the organic chemistry. But this time I was mentally ready for it. I was mature enough for it. And it was amazing. I mean, I, I live for my job. I, I feel bad people for people who don't. And I worked in a hospital. I worked at a hospital for special surgery. And in the city during my school, I interned for Joy Bauer, who's a very well-known, I call her one of like the OG dietitians. And I interned for her for three years. And then when I graduated, she offered me a position and in her private practice, which kind of just you know, set me off. I mean, she really, I, I've said this, like I owe my career to her because she really gave me all the tools I needed. And then when I moved out to Westchester, there were no, and this was, you know, 10 plus years ago, there were no young dietitians out here. There really weren't. And I was like, I can do this. Like, and I was super shy growing up, super introverted. I'm the complete opposite right now, but I was like, I can do this. I can start my own private practice. I have the background. I have the credentials. And I literally just built my practice by introducing myself to doctors. Again, this was 10 plus years ago. This was pre-Instagram. This was pre-people really networking on LinkedIn. I don't even remember if LinkedIn was around. I literally like walked door to door and introduced myself to doctors. And you know, it took one to take a chance on me. And he sent his son to me and the son did amazing. And then that's just... I mean, it's how I built my practice. And that's the bread and butter too. I will tell you, people who are referred through their doctors are more likely going to be my long-term clients because they take it seriously. And, but yeah, so that's how I got into it. And I'm so grateful, especially now, but that I have a career that I love. And normally I see people in my office, but I haven't seen people in my office in nine months, but it's amazing. And beyond helping people lose weight, I help people lower their cholesterol, blood pressure, you know, blood sugar, prevent diabetes, or just feel good about themselves, you know? And I think a lot of people are so confused about what they're supposed to be eating because there's so much misinformation out there that I kind of, you know, like to set the record straight with the people who work with me. And you wrote a book along the way at some point, co-authored a book called Should I Scoop yes, Out My Bagel? Which is so funny, yeah. by the way. Like the, okay. I would say diet book with the most sense of humor award for this book. <laughs> yeah. With all your yeah. like... Offhand sex references. And it's funny. It's like very readable and relatable and answers literally the questions like, is it worth it to put that napkin on my pizza slice, which I used to do and stopped doing and now whatever. But anyway, all those questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, I know. And it's like, I have no idea how I've done all of this stuff. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, really? Like, that's me? Like, I'm that person? But then I'm like, wow, Elise, you really are that person. Like, and you've worked really hard to get to where you want to be, but I'm pretty humble about it. That's amazing. So your point of view is like food as tool in a way, right? You can sort of adjust the levers of all the different things inside food to achieve the goals that all your clients want versus only treating food as some sort of like emotional crutch or manage, you know, this relationship from a dietitian's perspective, you must have such a different just approach to food and eating. And so I'm wondering like, how does that affect what you choose to eat yourself? And it's interesting. And I share with my clients that it hasn't always been this easy for me. Like I definitely had plenty of food issues in college. 
I was 15 pounds heavier. So, you know, that was a lot on, on me and my figure. And, and I know what it's like to struggle with food, you know, and I know what it's like to like binge eat and then want to restrict because I felt so bad about myself about what I was eating. So I've gone through all of that. So I feel like, you know, that helps me relate better to my clients because I have gone through some of the stuff they've gone through. And does it come up for me? Sometimes it does, but I feel like because I'm able to properly fuel myself during the day, I don't run into those issues as much as like I probably would have like 20 years ago. But I will say like a lot of my clients, 95% of my clients do have some sort of emotional eating or, or stress eating that comes up for them. If I always say like, if it was that easy as following a food plan, we wouldn't have such a weight problem in the United States, right? And you've been through your own weight struggles and it's not as easy as like, I'm sure you know, eat oatmeal for breakfast, have a salad with grilled chicken for lunch, have fish and veggies for dinner, but it's not always that easy to execute. I know. I find for me, once I'm in the headspace, it's fairly easy, right? Like once I'm focused and committed, I know what to do and then I just do it and I feel good. And then it rewards itself because then you start losing weight and you know, the exercise and it's just, at least for me, and I don't know about your clients, it's just getting to the point where you're ready and like focused to do it again. And once you fall off in a way, it's hard to get back. I found. Well, right. Yes. And that happens to a lot of people are like, they mess up one meal and they're like, oh, well, I just completely messed up everything. So now I'm just going to go for the pizza and the pasta and the ice cream and the cookies where, you know, I, I talk my clients through, you know, just get right back on the next meal. Like, let's not have it, have the wheels fall off the bus. And if you just get right back on track at the next meal, it becomes more of a lifestyle approach versus I'm on a diet. I find when people say they're on a diet, that puts severe restrictions on them, right? And a diet typically has a start and a stop where if you're following a lifestyle approach, this is what we're doing for life. And as long as you're following it 80% of the time, you're going to be in pretty good shape. That's true. Of course, that's like a B minus. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you follow it 90% of the time, and I will say like what I recommend to my clients, like isn't that restrictive? I've never had anyone come back and be like, Elise, I feel restricted. Mm-hmm. Not one. You know, I think maybe people for the first week or two, maybe like a little bit like, oh, I'm a little hungry. Oh, I miss this. But nobody feels like restricted, right? Because I find if you can do something that's attainable, maybe it'll be a little bit slower, but it will keep the weight off in the long run, right? So who needs a nutritionist versus a dietitian versus something else? Like, how do you know who would it benefit the most? Right. Okay. So I'm a little partial. I think everybody should see a dietitian because we are all trained and certified. And a lot of us have our masters and, you know, we've had to take like state board exams. I truly kind of believe in that stuff still, you know, I mean, would you see someone who took like a two week course and can call themselves a nutritionist? You can call yourself a nutritionist, really. Anybody can, but a dietitian has really been credentialed. We've worked in hospitals. And obviously, I have the private practice experience like many of my other colleagues do too. So I think a dietitian is more like, do you want to go for the real deal or are you going for the generic? Which, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. That's my branded medicine or not. Yeah. 
And I, and I think a lot of my dietitian colleagues all kind of feel that way. Like we went through all this schooling. So really like you're going to see someone who took like a two week or four week course and, and they really understand what's been going on. I don't think so. And, you know, anybody, any clients who've come to me after seeing a nutritionist have been like, oh, well, they recommended all these crazy supplements and they recommended this. And it's like, I don't think it's right, to be honest, and not to knock anyone who's going in that career, but I feel like there's a hu- there's actually a huge distinction between a nutritionist and a registered dietitian. There's a huge distinction. And you've seen over and over again the power of changing up your diet on health. Have you seen it for like all sorts of like autoimmune and diabetes, like every health issue? hundred percent. And like, I kind of geek out on that. If a client comes to me with high cholesterol and they're like, you know what? My doctor said to come see you because I want to prevent going on cholesterol meds. My doctor said they'll give me three to six months and we lower that cholesterol. Like that's the best feeling in the world for me. It really is. Yes. I want to help with the weight loss. And some people who come to me are just strict weight loss, but the fact that you can like change your numbers and your labs and lower your blood pressure. Like I love that stuff. And that's also the distinction between a nutritionist who doesn't have any clinical experience and myself and my other colleagues who are dietitians who have the clinical background to help people like that. And it's all just in the foods you choose, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a supplement pusher. I recommend a multivitamin and then depending maybe, I mean, I do recommend like a turmeric supplement to a lot of people mm-hmm. because turmeric decreases inflammation in the body, but that's it. I don't believe in hocus pocus and potions and this, and you don't have to drink your green juice in the morning and you don't have to put all these things in your smoothie. I don't even drink smoothies. I don't believe in that stuff. I, I kind of practice like the Mediterranean diet, which has been proven for so many years to work for weight control and for health purposes as well. But how do you, and I'm sorry, I keep like asking, how do you keep clients going when their motivation wanes? I can see people coming from a doctor who are really worried about their health, right? If there's something that is health threatening and their only option is food versus medication, like, okay, that's one thing. But yeah. even that, if you start feeling better, maybe you lose your motivation. So what is it you do aside from the accountability and like, how do you, and how do you make people accountable? Yeah, no. And I think a huge part of that is, is having a connection and a rapport with my client, right? Like if they enjoy speaking to me and enjoy showing up, they're probably going to want to do the work versus if for some reason we don't hit it off, which is rare, they're not going to want to show up, right? Would you want to show up for a therapist or a doctor where you're just like not jiving with? No, right? So I think a huge part of it is the relationship building part and having me as kind of their cheerleader. And for my clients in between sessions, I have them keep food logs, not calorie count, but food logs and like a food journal. And depending on who it is and, and their accountability needs, they'll send it to me every day or once a week or right before we meet. But that's a huge part too, is keeping track of your food. Again, not calorie counting, not macro counting, but that's huge. And also I think some people come and they're like, well, I just need a plan and then I can just follow it. No, I really, I'm a huge believer in follow-ups. I think my clients who follow up are my most successful clients. And obviously it depends on someone's budget and what they can afford, but that's a huge piece of it, right? If you know you have to show up for somebody, you're more likely to kind of just be on it. If you don't have anybody to be held accountable to, you're probably not going to do it. That's true. Yeah. So are there any like common pitfalls? Like when 
this episode will be coming out like in the new year, right? We're all like regrouping and everyone's going to be like, okay, 2021, here we go. You know, I'm assuming that one of your pieces of advice is drinking water because you have had like 20 sips of water since I've started interviewing you. And I don't think I've had water like today. (laughs) Okay. So water is a huge one. I would say also as much as we all know that not everybody's doing it. I mean, really. And, you know, so if we're not hydrated enough, we may think we're hungry, but we really just need to drink. Okay. So I, yes, if you are on session with me, I've got a water bottle, a bottle of seltzer, and then maybe some tea and I kind of like alternate, but it's just, I know it's kind of my little, like, I'm going to send you like a camel back and you could just, then you don't even have to reach for it. Okay. Anyway, keep going. But I do tell people, keep a water bottle with you and drink it all day long. You're more likely going to do that than if you're just like, have to get a glass of water everywhere you go. Another one is eating breakfast. And I'm a huge proponent of like waking up, eating breakfast within an hour of waking up or less and having something to eat every three to four hours. I don't believe in intermittent fasting. I don't care what like some people say, like, I don't believe in it. I don't practice it. I've been doing this for 10 years and this is what works for me and my clients. So I don't believe in skipping breakfast or skipping any meals. And once you have breakfast, it's having something to eat every three to four hours, obviously healthy foods, right? Like veggies and hummus, nuts, a Greek yogurt, those type of things. So A, it's having those foods in the house. And then sometimes even just, again, you're a busy mom, I'm a busy mom, like reminding yourself or in the beginning of the day, as you're having your breakfast, hopefully sitting down, thinking about your day and thinking like, okay, what do I have going on? Where do I need to be? And do I need to bring something with me? Do I need to bring an apple with me? Do I need to bring the nuts? Do I need to bring the yogurt? Where am I going to be at lunchtime? You know, do I have time to grab something or do I even need to bring some form of a lunch with me? So really thinking about your day in the morning and kind of thinking about your meals and snacks, at least like where you're going to be and if there's going to be food available. Cause you don't want to go longer than three to four hours without eating because A, that shuts your metabolism down. And B, if you go too long, like my last client went from like noon till 8 p.m. And by dinner time, you're ravenous and you're going to like eat triple and then probably eat after dinner and you're not going to feel right about yourself. And then like kind of the cycle begins again. So yeah, so it's about eating every three to four hours. And But I do believe in like allowing yourself a treat once a day. And the only time I talk about calories is with the treat. I'm like, try and keep it to about 150 calories or less. That could be like a few squares of dark chocolate. You know, I love the Yasso bars as my treat. Like they're like these frozen Greek yogurt bars, which are really good. But I believe that if you allow yourself a treat every day, it's not so forbidden. And then you're less likely to overdo it. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense. I know. And I understand it. And I've heard it, most of it before, not to say it's not original and not to say you're not particularly skilled at relating to clients and everything. And you're right. And like your book has such great information and all the information is out there. There's just some, for some reason, it's just so hard to like cross over and decide to like use that information and not like keep using food for bad things. (laughs) Well, no, so I'm curious, right? In your experience, what has come up for you? If you don't mind me asking, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, (laughs) this can be like 20 sessions. No, to summarize, I mean, I 
have an issue with sugar. So I know this about myself and I like have a sugar addiction. And I, whenever I start eating it more regularly, I need it more regularly and it's a cycle and it affects everything. And I know this and it affects my moods. It affects like everything. I, you know, I'm back in the pantry all the time. I'm doing things I don't want to be doing. And it leads to neglecting all the rest of my good habits. Right. So when I cut out sugar, which I hate to do, and it's painful, I'm okay. Like I, when I can focus, it's almost like, you know, it like clears the rainstorm so then I can start putting the furniture back upright after the rain, you know what I mean? But it's like, I kind of like the rainstorm. It's kind of fun to dance in the rain. (laughs) Why not? That's That's my, that's probably my biggest issue. Yeah. And my goal for you or someone like you would to be able to like have that in moderation eventually. It doesn't happen overnight, but like when you're able to see like, wow, you can have like just one chocolate chip cookie and like walk away. It's amazing, you know, but it it takes work. And what I will say, going back to the dietitian thing, or even just seeing a professional is you have to be able to, you know, work with somebody who can, who can help you dig with that stuff too, because again, it's not that easy to just follow a meal plan. 95% of my people don't just follow a meal plan. I am not a trained therapist, but I've been doing this for 10 years where half the time we're talking about emotional eating, stress eating strategies, you know, because most clients who come to see me know what to eat. It's just being able to execute it and digging with some of those layers, you know, which is- Maybe maybe I'll need to call you after we get off podcast and we can figure out a plan. Totally. And I love that. I love that stuff. And not, not everybody practices that way. A lot of people sometimes just talk about the food, but there's so much more that goes into it. Or a client this morning was having like self-esteem issues and that she's like, I know I'm going to mess up on Christmas. I know it's going to be a mess. And I'm like, if you're going to say it's going to be a mess, it is going to be a mess. But if you can tell yourself that you're going to do great and maybe you'll go off, but you'll get right back on it, then you'll be successful. So, you know, a lot of it is like giving people pep talks of how to believe in themselves. And I know it sounds so simple or as I'm saying it, but like when you're the other person and you're dealing with that stuff, you need that motivator to be like, I get it. I, I can, I can motivate other people. Like I've helped other people do this. It's just when it's myself, you know what I mean? Like I've helped lots of people lose weight. People have lost over hundreds of pounds on my little Instagram. (laughs) Just, you know, what happens when you can't motivate yourself. And it's also like when you're in a down trough, so to speak, like it's hard to see that you'll get up. But of course that's like part of life. And like everybody has these ups and downs with their weight, not just the weight. It's like the focus and maybe sometimes they're easier than others. And maybe sometimes you're ready to see a dietitian, and sometimes you just want to do whatever. So yeah. And, and, and that's okay. But yeah, I think it's important to find someone who you connect with and who can also help you dig and not just say like, well, why didn't you just eat an apple for a snack yesterday? Because sometimes it's not that easy. Right. You know? Very true. <laughs> Otherwise we would all be eating apples. There would be an apple shortage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not that, it's not that simple for so many people. And, and yeah, it's very, it's very normal as much as people are like so ashamed about it. It's still very normal that this comes up. So as a last question for the person in this new year, who's now committed, they're ready, they're geared up and focused. What is the most important thing they should do? Hmm, that's a great question. That is a great Thank question. Thank you. Yeah. What is the most important thing they should do? 
I think they should, yeah, come up with a plan, whether they do it by themselves or with a qualified dietitian and a plan that they can do for the long run. None of these fad diets or quick fixes or cleanses or anything like that. I think to come up with, or again, with a professional, a realistic lifestyle plan, something that's attainable. Because again, if it's attainable and you're going to be successful, you're going to be successful in the long run and not just like drop 10 pounds in two weeks, because that's not realistic because that weight is going to come right back on. And, you know, trying to tune out the noise of what everybody else is doing. You know, and I know it's hard with social media and Instagram. This one's doing this and this one's doing that. And like really turning, tuning out that noise and, and listening to themselves. And again, if not seeking out the right help. Love that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on Mom's No Time to Lose Weight. I'm sure your advice and expertise will help a lot of people and encourage them and to know even the difference of, of who, what type of provider they should even seek out is also really great. So. Yes, thank you. And how, how can people find you if they're like, okay, you are for me? Yep. So they can find me on Instagram. It's Elise Shapiro.nutrition. And that's I L Y S E S C H A P I R O dot nutrition. Or my website, Elise Shapiro Nutrition.com. And I would love to have people. I also run a virtual nutrition group that I'm opening up in January again. So that's always an option for people if they don't want to do one-on-one and they want the group aspect and it's all virtual, obviously. So perfect. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, Elise. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks.